SAFM Sports Wrap. Just got 6.30 on SFM, 104-107. Money, we're back again tomorrow just after the 6 p.m. news so you can get all the latest updates from the world of finance. But this right now is the uh, show that delves into various aspects of the Premier Soccer League and indeed its properties. I'm Dwayne DeLocca. This is the PSL radio show, Segun Jalo. It's the last one for... Uh, the start of the 2015 year, as we head into the Africa Cup of Nations break, it'll be the final show until February the 9th, when uh, regular programming will be around. But of course, Brad Brown with uh, SFM Sports Rap is going to be keeping you company. 6.30 uh, to, uh, 6:30 to 7 o'clock every night until uh, the show resumes. That said, in terms of sport, we've got lots to talk about tonight, including a chat with Stuart Baxter. Uh, we're also going to be talking to the uh, IX Cape Town coach, Roger Dessar. And indeed, we're going to be catching up with national team coach, uh, Sheikhs Mashaba as we talk about uh, the impact of the PSL. Indeed the PSL has 17 representatives in the 23-man squad. It is uh, the largest uh, league represented at the Africa Cup of Nations when you uh, consider domestic leagues. We're going to be talking to Sheikhs a little bit more about that all coming up. But the big news for me today, I've got to say Brett Lee retiring from all cricket. No! You've got, I want to say one of the cricketers that really changed cricket in so many ways. Incredibly quick bowler and must say had the uh, opportunity to face him in the nets uh, during the World Cup in 2003, day before Australia played England at the World Cup at St George's got into the nets and uh, this, this bowling attack you might remember was being billed as the best bowling attack in the world uh, Andrew Simons bowled up to me first, the short long hop and I pulled the, this long hop Glenn McGrath was up next and uh, bowled a very straight delivery that I managed to send straight back down him Andy Bickle was next up and he bowled a ball that pitched just a little too short for me to step forward confidently to just a little too full for me to step back and play on the back foot and I remember it clipped the inside of my bat and straight onto my inner thigh but the very next ball, and I'd gone up to Brett Lee before this, and I said, look, I played cricket at a, at a high level. Don't hold back. Send it down as fast as you can. And I tell you what, he pitched that ball halfway down the track, and while I saw it, I didn't have the time to pick my shot and try to play it at the same time. And it actually passed by my neck frighteningly quick, hugely quick. The very next day... Brett Lee clocked 100 miles an hour for the first time. He bowled a ball that was clocked at 160.6 kilometers an hour. And it was a ball that actually Marcus Triscothic hit for six. You know why? Came off the shoulder of his bat. Didn't know a thing about it. But Australia won that match. Incredible. Andy Bickle took seven for 20 against England that day. Also made 34 not out as he came into bat. It was 138 for eight. Or 135 for eight, I think it was. Took them home. Anyway, let's get into your sports news before we get into the show as my memories uh, will continue to take us all the way to seven o'clock if I don't stop myself. But football news. The draw for the Nedbank Cup of 2015 will be conducted 8 p.m. tonight here in Johannesburg. The 32 clubs for the draw comprise the 16 Premier Division teams plus eight National First Division clubs and eight remaining sides from the SAFA structures who have already advanced from preliminary qualification. Meanwhile, Amazulika Coach Steve Barker has confirmed that Supersport United's Roscoe Peterson has joined Asuto on loan until the end of the season. Peterson has struggled to hold down a regular starting berth since joining Supersport in 2012 and looks set for a permanent move at the end of the season should Amazulu opt for the tall defender long term. Further afield, uh, United Arab Emirates striker Ali Mabhut scored after just 14 seconds to propel his side to a 2-1 win over Bahrain and secure a spot in the Asian Cup knockout stages. Three-time champions Iran also earned a quarter-final place with a 1-0 win over Qatar. They meet UAE on Monday to determine top spot in Group C. 
The teams join Australia, Korea, Republic and China in the quarterfinals, while Japan and Iraq meet tomorrow in Group D, with the winner advancing in cricket. South Africa, welcome back. Hashimama, ABW, Dale Stane and Mornay Morkel as the five-match one-day international series against West Indies begins at Kingsmead in Durban. After uh, losing the T20 Series 2-1, the Proteas will be looking tomorrow not only to bounce back, but also to build some momentum ahead of the Cricket World Cup that begins next month. South Africa are the world's best ODI side, while West Indies are hoping to improve on their eighth-place ranking. Golf news, Martin Kaimo rekindled his fondness for the Abu Dhabi Championship by rolling in 10 birdies to shoot an 8 under par 64 in the first round and hold a one-stroke lead at the event he's won three times, living up to his tag as King of Abu Dhabi. Kaimo showed the form on the greens that brought him titles in the desert in 2008, 2010 and 2011. World number one, Rory McIlroy and US star Ricky Fowler fed off each other's brilliant putting on the back nines to shoot 67s. Tennis news, South Africa's Kevin Anderson beat Steve Johnson of the United States 6-4-7-6 to make the semi-finals for the Auckland Open. The Australian Open warm-up tournament has been punctuated by high-profile departures, including the withdrawal of five seeded players, leaving the world number 16 as the only remaining player in the top 20. Anderson, aiming for his third career ATP title, now faces Czech Republic's Yuri Vissili in the semi-final. That's your sports news. PSL Radio Show. Well, 7.30 tomorrow night, Kaiser Chiefs take on uh, German Bundesliga side Hoffenheim at the FNB Stadium. And certainly, I imagine this would be an ideal match to keep the players that aren't involved in AFCON sharp during uh, what is effectively uh, an off-season for the teams in the PSL. Still over four weeks of uh, inactivity in terms of competitive action. Well, we've got the coach of the uh, team that are runaway log leaders after 18 rounds of matches, Kaiser Chiefs, Stuart Baxter on the line. Stuart, thanks for joining us and Happy New Year to you. Yes, thank you, Dwayne, and the same to you. All the best. I, I know you were over in uh, Sweden with your family. Uh, a good festive season, I, I imagine, but um, I also know you were meant to be travelling to Japan to, to be honoured, uh, Stuart, but you, you, you can't make that trip. Are they really? Well, it's... Yeah, yeah, we... I picked up a bug. I picked up a bug in... on my travels, and when I came back, I was dipping in and out of uh, a high fever around the time I was supposed to to leave. And you don't jump on a 20-hour flight if you if you if you've got a fever. So unfortunately, I had to uh, I had to settle for sending a video recording of some message. But it was a shame because it was it was an honour for both me and uh, I think the Chiefs, and uh, it would have been a it would have been a, a marvellous experience. It's a tough life when you've won league uh, titles on three different continents, uh, Stuart. Being honoured all over the world. But uh, let, let, let's talk about let's talk about uh, Chiefs at the moment. One thing I want to get out the way. Something we discussed actually on on, on Monday on the show. Kingston and Carter going to SuperSport United uh, at the end of the season. How much of a dilemma is that for you now for the remainder of the season, knowing he's leaving? Well, that's exactly what it is, isn't it, Ryan? I think you you know you've got to you've got to you've got to consider more than one thing. I mean, if it was a question of me deciding, will Kingston give all he's got between now and the end of the season, it's a no-brainer because, I mean, the way that, the way that I, backed, I backed him and helped him through a very difficult period, I think he would, he, would, he, would, he would give blood for us. But it's more complex than that, isn't it? You know, there's the, the reaction of an already irate, bunch of supporters somewhere and how does that impact on on the rest of the players and how do the other players feel when they, they've committed themselves to the club and Kingston is leaving and they have to sit on the bench or 
what, how long does it take before the media turn on the other players or on the staff or on on the team, you know, because they don't agree with the decision. So there's, pl- there's plenty to chew over before making a decision. It's not one that, that you make overnight. Fair enough. Uh, but in terms of, of Kingston aside, the players away on FCON duty and obviously injury concerns mean you've only got... Uh, I suppose three or four of your your regular first team starters yeah. actually around for this uh, this Hoffenheim clash. Uh, is that what you really wanted, or is this an opportunity maybe to get a few of the French players some some decent game time against quality opposition? Yeah, you're dead right. You're dead right, Wayne. I mean, we've we've got I think we've we've got the Afcon boys away, and then we've got we've got Willard Willard who's not over his injury yet. Seppo who's who's also the same. We got Kingston. Shall we? Shan't we? You know. We've got a few. We've got a few. I think you're right. Maybe we've got three or four of what the, the lads have finished the season. Uh, and then you then you're thinking, well, no, is it a good thing or a bad thing? Well, I would have loved to go at them with the full with the full uh, with a full uh, a full team. But uh, yeah, let's the next best thing is to make sure that the lads the lads that that go in that they get top class opposition and bring them up to speed this is a good team they play very high tempo football and uh, and we're going to have to be very sharp in the in the early throws of preparation to to give them a good game so it's a good one for us Stuart, players aside, though, uh, if you look at the technical team, your bench, uh, I know you were considering not actually sitting on the bench for tomorrow's game and perhaps yeah. helping groom those around you. Is, is that the plan still? Yep, that was the plan because I because I'd, uh, I'd arranged to go to Japan and we and we said that we'll take the opportunity to allow Doc to do the build up some of the build up stuff and the uh, the pre match preparation, and now that. And now that I'm not going to Japan, I don't. I don't think we should renege on that. I think it's important. It's just as important that the people around the technical team develop their personalities as coaches, as it is that we take the opportunity to allow some of the other players to develop personalities as players. So, probably what will happen. I mean, I took a small talk with the players tonight. Doc will do the pre-match training. Doc will probably do the pre-match talk and the first half. I'll be up in the stand and. He, and if and if he if he wants me to, I'll come down in the second half and give a hand. But uh, I think that's a good one. And then we'll debrief the game on both with the technical staff and with the players. Stuart, you've got a team that's 15 points clear with 12 rounds remaining in the uh, in the league championship. I mean, just about everybody's conceded the league title to you already. But that doesn't mean you're going to take your foot off the pedal in in any way. I know you. I know no, your ambitions. Sure. But what are you expecting from your team in the run until the end of the season? No, I think we've got a we've got a we've got to have a very very strong attitude. I think, you know, I'm I'm hearing in England I'm hearing in England that Manchester United were 12 points behind I think at one point and still saying we can win the league. Arsenal were well off the pace and they were saying we can still get back. And even now Chelsea had an eight point lead at one at one point and then City clawed it back to one. So this game this game is is far from. Far from uh, a logical one, Dwayne, and we, we 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 know that we've got to take one game at a time, try to be competitive in every game, and try to win the win that game. Now, if we start now and we and we win more games than anybody else, we don't have to win every game. But if we win more games than anybody else, then we'll be okay. But we have to have that attitude. We can't 
think that things will sort themselves out because we have a lead. We wouldn't be the first team in the world to to squander a lead, and we wouldn't be the we wouldn't be the, the we won't be the last team in the world to squander a lead, a lead like that. So we're going to have to take it very professionally, one game at a time, one tournament at a time, and try to try to tick all the boxes and move on with uh, with equal vigour that we've had in the first the first part of the season and equal an equal amount of dedication. Fair enough. Well, listen, uh, Stuart Baxter, we wish you a very quick recovery from your uh, chest infection that you do have, but certainly uh, all the best of luck against Hoffenheim and indeed in what is effectively a mini pre-season until the league gets back underway. Thanks very much, Dwayne. Thanks a lot. This is SFM 104-107, now uh, continuing with the PSL teams. I escaped Town have been entering, uh, uh, or entertaining rather, a couple of really top European sides over this past week. They uh, beat Irida Busy Sides Volo over the weekend and then lost to Bundesliga side Wolfsburg yesterday. But we've got the coach of I escaped Town on the line, Roger Dessau. Uh, Roger, thanks for joining us and uh, a happy new year to you. Well, thank you very much. Uh, always a pleasure to be with you guys and... Uh Happy New Year to you too. Thank you very much. But can I first ask you about uh, newly crowned World Player of the Year? I know you've worked with Cristiano Ronaldo. I know you've spent time with him off the pitch. What's he like sort of behind the scenes? And in terms of on the pitch, how good is he? <laughs> All right, firstly, um, you know, he's a, he's a little bit of a close guy when you get to meet him. But he starts to open up as, uh, as he gains trust, obviously. And uh, very normal, very very normal guy, uh, very hard working on the pitch. He trains extremely hard. Uh, probably one of the hardest working players I've ever seen and uh, obviously it pays off. And also, formidable athlete. I can tell you that. I, I honestly believe that if he played if he played tennis, basketball or, or good athletics, he would be probably just as good. I think that's, that's what he's got. You know, he's got an unbelievable ball sense and a very good athlete. So, and I think it's a pleasure to coach. I think he's a guy that talks a lot to the coaches and, and likes to be involved. And uh, I think he's getting better and better every year. And fair enough. Insights into Cristiano Ronaldo from a man who's worked with him. But, Roger, let's talk about Ajax. Uh, losing 4-1 yesterday to Wolfsburg, um, you know, it's sort of match, I suppose, that would do wonders for the confidence of somebody like uh, Tashrik Morris, who scored against the team that are, at the moment, genuine Bundesliga title contenders. Uh, absolutely. I thought, um, you know, we played Pogzola as well, uh, you know, on Saturday night and we had a very good, very good game out there. Uh, we played really well and, uh, we beat them sort of convincingly, I must say. And then obviously against Wolfsburg is a different, different uh, thing altogether. I thought Wolfsburg were very good. Obviously, as you know, second in the Bundesliga, one of the top leagues in the world from a country where they were champions. So we expected something very different than it was. First half were pretty good. We held our own. We were two one down. With two, you know, we conceded two soft goals really, but I think due to the quality of the opposition, and we came back really well. We, we got the equaliser and we hit the post, and, and you know, just before half time, they managed to go two one up. Uh, with ten minutes into the second half, we made numerous changes, and that sort of weakened us quite a lot. But I wanted to give everybody a run, and then obviously the game changed. And to be entirely honest with you, it could have been ten two. <laughs> by the end of the game, but uh, happy to, to just go 4-1 down. And everybody had a, a fantastic time, a very good learning curve for everybody. A lot of the youngsters, some of them played their first game for Ajax, and, and it was against Wolfsburg. So it was a, we were very fortunate to get that opportunity, and hopefully it's something that goes on.
Yeah, indeed. Not a bad uh, way to dom the Ajax jersey for the first time. But you spoke about that 2-1 victory over, over the Dutch side, uh, Zwolle, on, on, on Saturday. What did you expect from the players, and, and what did you as a coach get out of both these games? Well, you know, one of the things I told the guys, we didn't know too much about Patrola. I, I did a little bit of research, and um, we had seen them training, so we knew they were going to be pretty straightforward, doing all the basics very well organized, and that's exactly what they were. So we managed to, to, to match them for that, and our own creativity gave us the goals. And, you know, I always tell them, you know, you, you can't play against a Dutch team like the Dutch. You've got to play, you know, you've got you to expect them to do what the Dutch do, but then be ready to play like South Africans, and that's what we did. Slightly different, I suppose, to uh, playing against some of the local national first division sides, which you usually do in, in sort of pre-season, <laughs> as it were. Uh, a little different yeah, to absolutely. playing Vasco? <laughs> yeah, totally different. Um, but it was very good for us to get that opportunity to play two top European sides within a week. Unfortunately, it was a little bit early in our preparation, but mm. nevertheless, you know, it was a time that suited them, and we had to have it done, and we did it. And something that, you know, no one can take away from us now. We, we've done it. We've hopefully learned from it and try and implement some of the things we learned from them. Can I just talk injuries uh, quickly, Roger? I know Auntie Jacola has been quite sick uh, since the new year, and indeed, uh, um, obviously, there was concern about Keegan Dolly and his toe and Dominic Isaacs, uh, both back in training, but I believe Dolly got some game time against Wolfsburg. Yeah, so did Isaacs. Uh, we, we managed to give Dolly uh, 15, 20 minutes, and Isaacs played 30. So it's it sort of, you know, the, they're really progressing into full match fitness, and hopefully by the time we kick off, they're both ready. Um, with Auntie Jacola, believe it or not, it, it's his wisdom teeth. That's the oh. problem that he's having. Um, and he actually goes in tomorrow to have them removed. So we, we just wanted to get past these two friendlies against the top opposition. And then he goes in tomorrow for to get his wisdom teeth out. So we expect him back in the next uh, three, four days. I think he'll be back at training. Fair enough, fair enough. Now listen, when we last chatted, you mentioned the likelihood of promoting uh, a couple of your youth players to, to the first team in the January transfer window. Now, how do I put this tactfully? I, I know your financiers have a bit of a tight belt, uh, should I say. <laughs> with, I mean, you've got new sponsors on board. You've, you, you guys got an eight-figure sum for Keegan Dolly's services for when he moves to Sundowns. But, I mean, can we expect any sort of player movements either in or out for you this transfer window, aside from those promoted players? Yeah, we are. We're trying our best. Uh, when we, it's, it's all about affordability and, and availability, really. You know, we... Sometimes it's better to promote in-house than to go and, you know, and splash out money for somebody you don't even know. So we, at this club, we try and give, you know, the local boys a first option, you know, and see if they can do the job first. And, and so far, to be honest with you, you know, we, we played against, um, you know, Wolfsburg, and I can tell you that nine out of the 11, you know, were, were inbred players. And, uh, and we still didn't have Keegan Dolly on the field, so we could have made it 10. And, you know, we were very happy with the performance. So you start wondering, is, is it really worthwhile sort of going out and, and getting other players when you've got, you know, you've got the, the product, you know, at your doorstep. So, you know, you've got to be careful. It's not just about spending. And I think when you spend, you've got to be very careful. And you've got to make sure that you're bringing the right players. Well, as long as you're happy with the squad that you have available to you, certainly best of luck for the remainder of what is this, uh, what, a sort of mini pre-season? I, I can't think of anything else other to call it than a sort of mini pre-season, but best of luck in the build-up to the resumption of the league. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll try to stay in touch with the leaders, which is not easy at the moment, but we'll give it our best shot. Thank you, Dwayne. PSL Radio Show.
Well, South Africa wrapped up their preparation matches for the 2015 Africa Cup of Nations with a 3-0 win over Sadie Cater's Mali uh, during midweek. And certainly is, uh, it's a timely confidence booster when you consider the result will be fresh in the minds of the players as they go into their opening match of uh, the tournament in Equatorial Guinea against the continent's top team, Algeria, before facing off against the continent's most improved team over the past year, Senegal, and indeed the four-time champions, Ghana. The philosophy, surely, for Sheikhs Mashaba is to be the best, you need to beat the best. And we've got the very best on the line, Sheikh Mashaba, the coach himself. Thanks for joining us. Hello. Hi, how are you, Jane? Uh, a happy New Year to you. I'm very well, thank you. Uh, same to you, man. We can only wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much, but I think as us, we should be wishing you all the very best of luck with considering the task that lies ahead. But, Sheikh, if I can focus a little bit on some of the media reports coming out of Ghana, where... Uh, it seems the Black Stars have almost written South Africa off because they're the team with the most domestically based players in AFCON 2015. Uh, how do you react to reports like that? And indeed, is this also, in a sense, a chance to impress on Africa the quality in the PSL? I think if people are not impressed yet about the kind of team that we put up, then they're looking for something that I don't know what is it. They're waiting just to criticise. Uh, let me say, uh, I've heard about the Ghana captain. He has already eliminated himself in going to the next round. He says he's worried of Algeria and Senegal. So if those two teams beat him, he's out of the competition. We're not going with that approach. We're going to play all three, give the same performance as we give all of them. And I want to warn him, players based overseas and local players, that, that, that doesn't guarantee you to win the game. It is not all about who you have, but it is all about what can they offer to make the team look better. That's my warning to Ghana. Shakes, how does it feel for you to be part of a squad that has changed so many South Africans' views on the national team? And indeed, how much pressure does that put on you then to produce a uh, successful Africa Cup of Nations off the back of what is now expected from you? Well, one good thing uh, about myself now, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you about myself. I don't allow pressure. No pressure comes. I believe in saying, I'm going to do what I'm doing. As long as what I'm doing at that time is what it's supposed to be, what I do, I'm going to do it to the best of, of, of my ability. I'm happy to have brought the smiles back to our people at home, and I know a lot of people, the majority, are embracing and appreciating. It's just minor few, those who haven't, who haven't really understand. I mean, in life, in life, even Jesus, that's how he was called. You need people who will crucify you. You need people who will judge you. You need people who will doubt your abilities. And that alone gives you the power to go on in what you want to do. Well, I think you've been outstanding in what you've managed to achieve so far with this, uh, the squad and the way you've changed particularly people's views. Um, but can I just ask you about the makeup of, of your uh, admin team as well? Owen Dagama being brought in, and of course, uh, Tabo Sanong. Uh, a lot of people have, uh, have said that he's got some wonderfully fresh perspectives, uh, I suppose being a good generation younger than, than some of the, the people that he's working with. But w what strengths do, do, does that technical team around you bring to your squad and your setup? Uh, nothing else, nothing else except tactical prowess and, 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 and expertise. Uh, we do sit down and share and look at uh, what's our next approach. And we look at our previous games that we played, what it needs to be addressed. And we sit down and look at how can we do it. 
And then, of course, in terms of uh, motivating the boys, everyone has got uh, a responsibility in doing that. And I know a lot of people, when we started, they were asking, who's Tabo? Who's lucky? When we've got uh, big goalkeepers, trainers, when we've got uh, assistants that have worked. Dion, if you look at our way of celebration, it tells you a lot. Let me let I make people understand. We are saying it's time for changes. Let us move forward. Our way of thinking, of our way of doing things needs to change. Let's get rid of all the, the stuff that is not benefiting us, the negativity. Let's stay positive. That is why when we celebrate, we use that kind of thing. That is what it means, and it's paying us a lot of dividends. If you look at the technical stuff, if you look at the players, there's a big change in the approach towards the match all the time. We've seen it. It's certainly been something that has been uh, that has been massively evident in the, in the way that you have approached this game. Shakes, do you sit back ever though and, and look at your overall record as Bafana Bafana coach and go, I've played 29 games in all the stints in charge. I've won 18 of those. It means you're the most successful coach in terms of percentage of wins. You've only lost. You've only lost twice. And you've played some big opponents. Do you ever sit down for a moment and give yourself a chance to pat yourself on the back and say? You know, I've really done a good thing here. Uh, uh, John, I've done it. I've done that and I said and I, I've looked. That is why all the time when I, I, I get involved in something, I strive for excellency. Because I don't want to defend that uh, record. I sit down and I look and I say, I was here at some stages and I'm here now. Like, for instance, I'm back now, and we've qualified for the Africa Cup of Nations. It's an opportunity for myself, the other technical people, to prove to people what we are we worth. Are we qualified to coach at that level? Are we in the same class with the all other coaches that are bringing their teams there? Yes, I do sit down and look at those things, and uh, I do give myself a pat on the back. They, they always say no one will blow your horn if you don't do it yourself. <laughs> and then, of course, that's what one is doing, because that's, that's, that's history. People will tell you, no, you can't history something else. Yes, it's gone. But they say a nation without history shall perish, because you don't know what you did and how you did it. Now you find yourself here. Definitely so you'll find yourself wanting. Sheikh Mashaba, I think uh, when you look at that overall record, it's superb. And uh, there's a lot of hope resting on the shoulders of the young men that you've got representing the country. But we have full faith in you, and we wish you all the best of luck uh, against, uh, against the opponents at AFCON 2015. No, thanks a lot, Dwayne. We appreciate the support. We'd like to thank everyone who's uh, rallying behind the team, the churches, our football followers, the schools. You know, my phone's got so many messages of good luck from all spheres, even abroad, we're getting uh, messages. And, and, of course, not forgetting our media. Leading up to 7 o'clock on SAFM 104-107, that's uh, where we're going to leave it for the show tonight. But great to hear from Shakespeare. Mashaba, so confident in terms of uh, the Africa Cup of Nations and where South Africa can go. But I really say it is going to be a very tough task, particularly against uh, a Ghanaian side. But bear in mind, we're the only team that Germany couldn't beat at the World Cup last year. That said, final show for the PSL show, Segunjalo, until February the 9th. But Brad Brown's back in every day.
SFM Sports Wrap 6327. Uh, Kanye Magwan is up next with a talk shop, but from the uh, Sigunjalo team tonight, producer Siobhan Chetty, sound engineer Pagamine Mulefe, and me, Dwayne Deloca. Until I chat to you again on the 9th of February, have a lovely evening. Cheers at 7 o'clock.